You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here comes Irving looking for the three. Harris shoots the three. Yes. Joe Harris from downtown. Jason Tatum, one for his first four after the six for 20 in game one. Harris for three again. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Hey guys, BetQL users can now access their own betting records, win percentage, and ranking within the BetQL community with the new MyStats feature. You can check out your personal betting history and first board performance and route to becoming a better, more informed better. Here's what you have to do to save a pick. You open up the BetQL app, select the sport, click the games tab, and then you just put a thumbs up next to the bet that you plan on making. It does help you uh, become a better better just by tracking some of your information, some of your uh, history, and you can figure out some of the tendencies that you may have, maybe your uh, your weaknesses here. And there are a lot of weaknesses on the Celtics or that. Oh, by the way, before I get to that one, I got, I mean, I joke about this as much as anyone, but folks, when I tweeted out at Joe0670, Horvey at Ryan Horvat, it's not a joke anymore. Like, when you're watching TNT and Barkley makes a prediction, which he does just about every segment, you have to go the other way. I've never seen anything like this. There are a few people we come across in life, and I'm sure you know a few, Ryan. You're like, oh, man, they're an ultimate fate. They're mm-hmm. on this side in the in the big NFL, big Sunday night football game. I'm going the other just because they're on it. Like, Barkley is a dream. A dream for betters, sharing the information, what he likes. A dream for bookmakers. They have to be very, very happy with him. One of the segments last night, right before those late games, predictions. Clippers will win. Yeah. Mavs. Suns win. Lakers. Like, not one for parlays, but you just parlay money line. Oppo on both of those just because it's Barkley and, and it gets home. And but and he also said that the Nets will sweep the Celtics. So now I'm trying to figure out, is uh, Boston going to win game three or game four? Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should buy a 4-1. See, the funny thing about that is, um, so in Milwaukee, because it's, uh, it's a smaller market, obviously, right? Like, everybody always complains. The Brewers don't get enough attention. The Bucks don't get enough attention. Why are they? Why are they such babies up there? Oh, brother, why, why do Why do they care about what national people are doing? It's I don't get it. Sorry, go ahead. Well, so this is the funniest thing, man, is that it's always well. Giannis won back to back MVPs, and all we hear about is uh, Zion, and all we hear about is LeBron. Which okay, I get it. But you know what? The funny thing is, everybody started getting excited because Barkley picked the Bucks not only to come out of the East but to win the finals. 
And so everybody's um, finally getting what they want. They're like, yeah, Barkley's on our side. And I'm like, you guys. Oh, no, you, you don't like, get it. That's like having Tony Dungy and the Sunday night football crew pick your team to take the Sunday night game. Like you sweep. Yeah. Them against you, man. They're the mush. They're exactly. Barkley is terrible. He's, That's awesome. so he's a great entertainer, but yes, yes. hundred percent. They were happy. Yeah. They were happy. I, I don't think they see. Are they as so they're pretty provincial? Like they're only paying attention to what's happening with the Milwaukee teams. They don't yeah. care. Like they're they they don't know that Barkley's wrong about everything he says about every team in the NBA. We had uh we had hosts two years ago when the Bucks went to the Eastern Conference Finals and uh ultimately lost to the Raptors. Yeah. We had people that were tweeting and, and trying to like and, and Rachel Nichols was like going back and forth with a couple of our hosts because there was an episode of the jump where she didn't mention the Bucks, and oh man. Everybody freaked out. It was a whole episode dedicated to LeBron and the Lakers. It's like, what do you people not understand, though? Like, I mean. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I thought it's funny that people were actually excited that Charles Barkley picked their team because, um, yeah, he's the mush. Uh, a bet that nobody will be making with the updated series prices after Brooklyn rolls Boston. I was on uh, the Nets minus nine, and that was never a sweat, my man. Uh, the updated series price is Nets minus 8,000, Celtics plus 1,800. Would you put a dollar on Boston at 18 to one? No, absolutely. No way. No. And like everything that people were, this Nets team is good. I don't see anybody competing with them in the East. And I mean, I don't know how they stop Embiid. I don't know how they stop Giannis, but they're going to find ways to do so down the stretch. So it's funny, like when this big three was formed, the excuses everybody was making for them to fail. There's only one ball. How are these guys going to get along? Well, easily, man. They all want to win a championship. They're going to allow Joe Harris to score 14 points in 40 seconds. Like, it doesn't matter who scores for them. James Harden is fine being a facilitator and running the point on this team and not looking for a shot and dropping 15 dimes every single night. And in the fourth quarter, they're going to get enough defensive stops. So this team is scary right now. I would, Boston is cooked, man. They're finished. They're done. And then, I mean, Tatum poked in the eye. He exits early. They only get nine points out of him. He was off to a bad start, too. Um, mm -hmm. when, when Smart's your leading scorer with 19, like, you're done. You're done. Here's here's From a betting perspective, here's the issue with Nets player props. And I know they're so enticing, and I, f I fell into the trap yesterday. Like, the Durant prop was good. Yeah. The problem is it was a blowout, and he sat at the end. I don't think he played the entire fourth quarter. Like, the handicap was good. I was right on the game with the Nets, but but the Durant thing was no good. Good thing I was on Joe Harris because I think he only had four attempts in game one. I'm like, that ain't happening again, and he is so damn deadly. Not only do you have the big three. Oh, by the way, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Bulls days when they had their big three because, oh, by the way, here's Hodges or here's Kerr. You always have that outside threat, and Joe Harris is much better than any of those guys. No, for sure. There's just too many guys that could do it all. Like literally like last night, I mean, I wanted to play James Harden assists, but then Blake, Blake Griffin has four assists because they're so unselfish with the ball right now. The ball movement's been so great. And literally like they do have six or seven guys that could go off for 20. Like Blake Griffin, that stat is so ridiculous that he's dunked the ball like 22 times since coming over to Brooklyn when his last three years in Detroit, he didn't dunk the ball once. He's actually giving, yeah. you know, it's so, that's so phony. Imagine being a Pistons fan, man. And buying a Blake. No, I don't want to. <laughs> no, I know exactly. <laughs> this guy gives you absolutely no effort, and then he goes over to Brooklyn and he's he's doing it all. Just that's that's the phoniness of the NBA, though. 
Yeah, I mean, what what else do you say uh, outside of the fact that be careful on these props because as far as this series goes, these guys are going to be uh, sitting in the fourth quarter. I don't know if it's going to be a clean sweep. That was my prediction, but after I heard Barkley, I'm trying to figure out is Boston going to be live in game three or game four. Yeah. I can't wait for Brooklyn, Milwaukee. It's going to be awesome, man. Get nope. me there. It's going really, to be great. Hey, a really quick quick point to make. I would yeah. maybe look at the Celtics game four just because maybe Brooklyn wants that game five money too. That is a real thing in the NBA. Hmm. Oh, yeah, with the, with no threat. Okay. Yeah, but That's I'll tell you. Um, but but yeah, I mean Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and I'm already penciling that in. And I know some people yeah. s- still think that maybe Miami could come back. I think Miami is done. That's not the same team that was in the bubble. I can't wait for that series though. I ca- I can't see that series not going seven games. Brooklyn and Milwaukee. That is. You mentioned Rachel Nichols. Did you hear her question to Kyrie Irving after the game? Mm, no i don't think i did actually it's about playing in boston with fans since leaving there and um he went in there's some boston media members that were not happy including kendrick perkins who's on the one of the Celtics stations in the boston area i think they're nbcsn or whatever Mm -hmm. um just he he when he was asked about the fans his immediate response was hopefully there's no racism Oh, man, they're going to give it to him. Oh, man. And hopefully they're not swearing at him. And I think that was in reference to Trey Young with what was going on in New York and what we're going to be watching tonight again, which will be entertaining. But uh, but yeah, guys like Kendrick Perkins were like really ticked off about it. I'm like, um, have you guys watched the news in the last few years about Red Sox games? Exactly. do, Do we know the perception? Right. It may not be true, but that's out there. That's out there. I'm just saying. Like, and uh, Kyrie's going to get it. <laughs> it's not, not going to be pretty for him. Remember, he, remember, he's he's avoided every game there for no, the last couple years, right? I know, man. But do you really like? Do you really want to poke the bear with Kyrie because he owns the Celtics? Like, if I'm playing, I, I may play his player. But I'm glad that um, you know that you brought that up because I will be looking at his points in the next game. Really? He dominates I, the Celtics. I yeah. I got you. But just for me, I feel like I don't have a grasp on Kyrie Irving performances. Like when, when he goes off, I'm never on it. When, yeah. when I'm backing him, I'm wrong. So I usually end up just staying away from Kyrie. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the problem with the Nets. I mean, you make a great point. Those games are almost likely, especially in this series, going to be blowouts. Are they even going to play in the fourth quarter? And, you know, if you play Kyrie's points, that's the night where Durant's going to go off for 40. And we really still like Harden's not even looking to score yet. I don't think he's fully healthy and back in basketball shape yet. Imagine when that happens. That'll be, of course, mm-hmm. the second round against the Bucs. He'll be fully healthy, ready to go. All right, Horvy. So we've got three more playoff games tonight. Uh, last night, we had two late. Tonight, mm-hmm. we have two early because uh, two of them are in the Eastern Conference. Let's go in chronological order. Wizards at the Sixers. Philly, of course, with a 1-0 series edge. And uh, Sixers favored by eight. Same line as last time. The total, big adjustment. It goes over 222 in the hook over the weekend. And now the number is sitting at 230 and a half. Uh, Sixers minus eight, 230 and a half. Wizards money line is plus 290. Side and total, what are we thinking? Am I crazy? We're kind of wanting to play the under in this game. I mean, you brought nope, it up. I wrote it down. <laughs> I love it, man. Because honestly, 
that total. Now, again, these teams, well, I shouldn't say these teams, the 76ers are a good defensive team, but mm-hmm. the Wizards play absolutely no defense, even in the playoffs. But again, it's playoff basketball. 230 and a half is high for a playoff game. And especially, what have we had? Five overs cash in a row in the NBA? I got, I like some unders tonight. I was looking at the under. I just think that total is a little too high, a little too inflated. Um, as far as the side, oh, that's tough. I could see the Wizards keeping this one close. I could also see the Wizards getting blown out. Um, huh. I don't really love anything with the side, but that total, I do kind of like the under. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm banking on that being a, a quick adjustment, a quick over adjustment here. Um, yeah, it's like, man, that's that's a lot. A jump of eight off a sample size of one game, and we had the regular season games too. Now I understand it was probably a, a good opportunity to pounce when you have a Wizards game in the two twenty low 220s, which we you rarely saw throughout the season. Um, there's a long stretch where they were consistently in the 240s. And you're right about Philadelphia and the defense that they play and one of the top defenders in the game in Simmons. Uh, I am more confident in some props. You have some props on your mind. So that's the funny thing is like, remember, like, especially in the playoffs, having the 48 hour layoff or, you know, two days in between games, that would be the other case I'd make for the under tired legs, guys getting tired. But when they have the two days to rest, um, you know, that's something I look at. I've actually been fading Russell Westbrook. Uh, a, a little bit in these playoff yeah. games, man. The PRAs have been ridiculous. Uh, betting against the triple doubles. It's not the regular season anymore. It's a half court game now. It's not just run, 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 run. So if yeah. anything, I'm looking to fade some of his numbers because they are so inflated. And you look at that and you're like, okay, those are about right for the regular season. But the playoffs, teams actually defend. Like I said, it's a half court game. So maybe looking at some Russell Westbrook unders. The rebounds, I won't touch because I could still see him grabbing 14 rebounds. Let me stop you. Let me stop you there um, as we talk through this. I like the rebounds under, actually. And and here's why. So we, we saw in uh, game number one. He had 16, 14, and five, only five rebounds. And then mm-hmm. I looked back at it at, at the regular season performances against Philadelphia. Five, five, eight, and 11. And I'm just checking the number. I want to say it's 10 and a half. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's 10 and a half. One book has 11 and a half. I kind of like this Westbrook under on the rebounds. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. Um, I, I was going to look maybe at the assist as well, or maybe just the PRAs. Uh, with Westbrook. Don't hate that. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. again, um, playoff basketball, man. If anything, I'm looking at some unders. Yeah, I don't hate the uh, unders for that, especially because, like, you know, Philadelphia, last game, see, Embiid got in foul trouble, so it was a different story. But with Embiid on the floor, like, he can't eat a bunch of those rebounds. So I'd, I'd go under on the rebounds for Westbrook. Okay, I've got some other player props I want to get through. So uh, we'll finish talking about Wizards, Sixers, and then we've also got Hawks, Knicks, Grizzlies, Jazz. All that tonight. This is BitQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat coming up in uh, 25 minutes. We'll check in with Bobby Marks from ESPN on the BetQL Audio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
on your happy price, price line. Joe, you give this kid a chance, you're gonna like him. The more and more you see him, the more you're gonna like him. Luca gets the trouble hey. on the move. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Nine point lead. This shot right here, this is absolutely bananas, Joe. Look at Luca. Luca loves it. We all love it, Luca. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Luca, disgusting last night. What an awesome, awesome performance, and there's nothing the Clippers can do about it. I think I saw him scoring every single Clipper on the court at, at some point last night. No, seriously. I think he did, man. He really did. Are yeah. you a Luca fan? I know some people. Yes. I love yes. Luca. He complains a lot. I know that you know that bothers some people, including his own oh, teammates. Please. I don't care, man. Wait, shut up. These people. I, I see that too. Like, oh, he's, co- he's begging for a call. Give me an NBA star that doesn't do that. Where exactly. are they? And you know why they do it? Because it works. Because it works. Hey, yeah. Knicks fans, quit crying about Trey Young. They're get- Don't give in, Trey. Don't. Oh, it's not going your way, so you're going to cry about it? Hey, tell your most improved player to show up in this game. Let's see if he does something more than 15 points tonight. Then the Knicks will have a shot at winning. I, I'm, I get so sick of it. It's so lazy. Get over it. By the way, congratulations, Julius Randle, you bum, after not showing up in game number one. Congratulations on getting the most improved player of the year. So sixth man of the year, they give that out to Clarkson the other day. Yesterday it was most improved player. Do we have any idea what they're doing today? Are they doing, uh, I'd like to know, coach of the year? Or, or What are we doing? Are we doing rookie of the year? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. Like, and the funny thing is, is that half the time, I don't even know when these games are actually going to tip off, man. Like, remember, I just, if it's a 630 start, I always plan oh, on man. being in front of my television at 640 because the game's going to start at 645. Now, sometimes the games tip off at 630. Sometimes they're giving an award away at 630. I have no idea yeah. what to say. I know you're waiting for that coach of the year, though. Um, I'm interested in all of it. One of these days we'll be doing, I guess they're doing it all in a row. Defensive player of the year as well. Uh, I just assume that the last one, whenever the run ends, I don't know if they, I just haven't seen the schedule out. I want I want, I want to see the, I want to see the Jokic announcement. I really do. Yeah. Because just so I can throw it in the face of everyone that was anti-Jokic all season. Yeah. Yeah, and that's coming. That's coming. Anything surprise you? Did the six man? Did you really like? Did you think that? Derek- nah. yeah. I thought I thought Ingles had a decent shot with all the buzz he was getting from the national media, but it was Clarkson's award, and then he couldn't hit a three the other night. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, let, let's get back to these games. We we're talking about Wizards Sixers. I mentioned uh, taking a look at Westbrook under on the rebounds ten and a half, eleven and a half. Make sure you shop around. Also on the Washington side, what about Bertans? What about Bertans? He scored 14 in game one. He's uh, reached double figures in his last 10 games, and the point total is 10 and a half. What do you think? 10 and a half. I, man, see, the problem is I'm going to be playing the under, I think, in this game, but I would lean the over with the 10 and a half. Yeah. Um, him or Hachimura, like somebody else is going to have to step up and score the basketball for the Wizards to have any shot in this game. Don't hate that at all. Do you like anybody on the Sixers side? I don't find the Philly player props as appealing. You know, maybe Tobias Harris Harris after pouring in 37. Maybe it's a little inflated at 22 and a half, but going under that, I don't feel great. So I was looking at, and it's juiced this morning to the point where I don't even know that I want to play it. It's minus 130 right now. 
I uh, signed in this morning. I wanted to play Ben Simmons assist, or I was going to look at his PRAs because Ben Simmons, I mean, obviously he can't hit a shot to save his life, but he's going to have to, the, the other game, um, game one, he had 15 assists, I believe and 15 rebounds. So yes. I was going to look at PRAs or the rebounds and assists. The assists are seven and a half. I like that a lot, but I don't know if I want to lay the minus 130 juice. So uh, Ben Simmons is who I'd maybe target. You brought up Tobias Harris. One thing I really like um, is seven and a half, seven and a half for assists, right? Yeah. Juiced up, though. I saw um, a couple different combinations. Ben Simmons and Bradley. Yeah, never mind. That's everything is just so juiced right now. Not a whole lot I like uh, for the Philadelphia side, but I do expect Embiid to have a bounce back game. So. How would you want to target Embiid? How about how about this one? How about uh, Ben Simmons double double and a win? Yes, is plus one sixty. Yeah, that's actually what I was looking at. One sixty, I do like. I'd maybe play that. Like you said, double double. I mean, he did that with the rebounds and assists in the last one, fifteen and fourteen. The yeah. other game one, I played Embiid over rebounds. It was over eleven and a half. He got in foul trouble, and I think he only had five boards in the game. Maybe I go back to the well with that one and expect him to hit the glass. Like especially if we're going to go under on. Westbrook's rebounds. I expect Embiid to be more of a force on the glass and scoring the basketball. So I'd look at him and Ben Simmons uh, tonight if I was going to target any 76ers. But nothing I really love in this game because I I do kind of like the under. Also early game, Hawks-Knicks. New York favored by two, total of 212.5. Not too much of an adjustment uh, from game one on the side. Or the total Atlanta money line is plus 110. I just yelled at Knicks fans for being crybabies and about Randall not showing up in game one, but I think they win tonight. How about you? Yeah, uh, I do too. I think I'm going to stay away from the side and the total, although, again, maybe I'd leave the under uh, in this one. But I was looking at a couple props. I really like Derrick Rose tonight. So I expect Julius Randall yeah. to have a bounce back game. Look, if we're going to play the Knicks tonight, we almost have to take Randall. I'd look maybe at the PRAs. Uh, the rebounds have been cashing for Julius Randle, especially if you could get like, you know, eight, eight and a half. I think he has a big night scoring the basketball, though. I think Randle's going to have to score at least 30 points tonight. But that wouldn't be the play I'd make. I'd look at Derrick Rose tonight. Minus okay. 105 is what I saw this morning on the PRAs. 26 and a half only. He's averaged 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists in, what, his last 11 games where he's averaged at least 26 minutes on the floor. He's going to play over 26 minutes tonight. They're going to need Derrick wow. Rose. They're going to yeah. stay in the game. That would be – that's a – I like that a lot, especially at that price, minus 105, minus 110 if you shop around. 26 I, I wrote that down. I wrote that down too. So he scored 17, and they put the number at 17 and a half. But what really jumped out to me – and you don't want to put your entire handicap in the sample size of one because there are adjustments throughout these series. But Tibbs had him on the court for 38 minutes, mm-hmm. and the volume was there. He, uh, he took 16 shots – in 38 minutes so i mean just that alone like 17 and a half i'm looking at that if we look at his game log and down the final stretch of the season his playing time wasn't even close to that he was you know oh. mid 20s 25 27 minutes but if he's going to be knocking on 40 minutes and they're going to need him shoot they're going to need him to, to answer to what trey young is doing on the other side so um yeah i like the rose over 17 and a half yeah, you know, and if you look at it during the regular season, he only averaged, you know, combined 22 points, rebounds, and assists. But like you said, the minutes are going to be there. And in the playoffs, you know, Tibbs is really going to rely on the veterans. And he's definitely going to rely on Derrick Rose, obviously. Yeah. He loves Derrick Rose. I mean, we're going to see a lot of Taj Gibson tonight, I'd expect. So I think that might be my favorite play in this game would be D-Rose uh, over 26 and a half 
points, rebounds, and assists. And then I feel like we have to take Trey Young. I don't know what's got seen it this morning. I'll take all of his overs. He's probably going to dominate again tonight. All right, I've I've got him. Here's uh, I know you're. I'm going to say this, and then you're going to say, "What about the PRA uh, points? Twenty five and a half assists, nine and a half rebounds, yeah. four and a half. He went over all three of those numbers in game one. No, he did, and I'd only probably play the points. Though. I wouldn't even look at the PRAs because I could see Trey Young having to facilitate tonight, and I could. But I I think he's going to look to score. I think Trey Young goes off for at least 30. I like his points tonight. And then every single game, like, I just play this regardless. Bogdanovich, they never adjust. It's always 17 and a half. The most they adjust is 18 and a half juiced. Every single night, Bogdan Bogdanovich over in points. Sometimes you have to sweat it out. Sometimes he needs to score nine in the fourth quarter. But he's going to look to score the basketball. Trey Young's going to look to score the basketball. Those would be the two guys I'd be targeting, and I'd be looking at points tonight. The over on three and a half threes is juiced. Uh, that might be a bit pricey for me. What about Randall? Uh, coming off 15 and 12 game, we knew throughout the regular season, he was a 2010 machine. Mm-hmm. So you expect more from him. Uh, the points is at 25 and a half, boards at nine and a half. Love the boards over nine and a Agree. half. Agree. The points, I also love the points tonight. The field goal attempts were there. The volume was there. He just wasn't hitting shots, and he was forcing a lot. And also, I think there was some playoff nerves there for him. I mean, he's been in the league. It seems like he's been in the league for like 12 years, doesn't it, Julius Randle? But he's still young. He doesn't have any playoff experience. And, again, I do think that that matters. I expect him to bounce back huge in game two. And if he doesn't, Hawks are winning this game. I mean, they need Julius Randle. He's the most important player on the floor. I'd look at points and rebounds for him. So you're not with me on Knicks winning tonight, huh? I, I just said, if I'm being consistent about it, I've always thought this is going to be a long series. This one's going to seven. And if Atlanta goes up 2-0 on the road, it's probably cashed. You know what scares me off of the Knicks tonight? Doesn't it just seem so obvious that they tie up this series at home? And like, especially like the way that Trey Young was trash talking back and forth. And I saw you like put something Love on it. Him and some of the guys are responding to it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'll screenshot this or we'll take notes and we'll be ready game two. So I feel like obviously like, well, and there's going to be motivation in every game. It's the playoffs. I just feel like it almost seems too obvious that the Knicks tie this series up. And that's what's scaring me off a little bit. Kind of like how I felt like last night when I hit send on that Lakers bet. But also when I played the Clippers, I was like, man, doesn't it just seem too obvious that they tie this series up, that they go on and they win this in six or seven? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the Hawks, they just have so many, like you look at the regular season, the Knicks dominated the regular season against Atlanta. But they just have so many guys that could score the basketball in the final couple minutes Atlanta does. Like, they have a guy that could create his own shot in Trey Young, whereas the Knicks are relying on Derrick Rose, who I love, but they're relying on this version of Derrick Rose. And we saw what Julius Randle looked like game one. Even if Trey Young isn't knocking down shots, you know, John Collins could take over a game when they actually allow him to. They hate him for some reason. Don't give him enough playing time. Clint Capella didn't really look to score at all game one. And I just got done talking about Bogdanovich. I could see him going off for 26, 27, 28 points. Kevin Herter could go off for 20 points. That's what scares me a little bit with the Knicks is I just feel like in the playoffs, in the fourth quarter, they don't have those guys that could go out and get like that grown man bucket, whereas like Trey Young. And the other thing is, man, Trey Young gets every single call. Last game of the night in game one. Memphis pulled off the upset as eight-point dogs. In game two, Donovan Mitchell returns, and the Jazz are favored by nine. Total of 219. 
I'll be frank. I don't have much on this game. I don't know what to think about it. I'm a little disappointed that I don't see any Clarkson props. I, I do want to take a look at those later on. He was 0 for 8 from beyond the arc in game one. Yeah, I know we're up against the break, so we could talk about this. And I may even have this as a lightning bet or a best bet. But I'm looking at Rudy Gobert tonight. I don't like anything with the side or the total. I think Utah wins. I don't know if they win by double digits tonight with Donovan Mitchell finally coming back even. Uh, but I'm looking at Rudy Gobert tonight, over 28.5 points, rebounds, and assists, minus 105. He put up 26 PRAs in game one, and he was in foul trouble. He only played 26 minutes. So I'm looking at Gobert to have a bounce back game tonight. Mitchell's props, 25.5 points, 4.5 boards, 4.5 assists. So I don't know, man. They are not happy. They are not happy. So I don't really have a ton on this game. I want to see what the Clarkson props are later on. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we're going to continue the NBA conversation with ESPN front office insider Bobby Marks. Get his takes on tonight's three games on the BetQL Audio Network.